I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season five premiere of the Flash podcast. Your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I'm your host, Annie B, as always, and we're finally here. Season five has finally arrived in our lives that we all needed, and I'm joined by our entire Flash podcast crew. Andrew Dice, Tyra Hollander, and Sora Sally. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Great. Thank Zoom you. Zoom wants you dead. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god. Um, so I, I, we, I, we've heard from Taddy and Sora, you know, throughout the whole summer, but Andrew, we have not heard from you since since June. So how, like, how how was your summer? Uh, my summer was. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty normal, I guess. Flashless, so that's bad. But uh, I, I wish I could say something exciting about, like, when you get married, your summer, you go to the water park. But you, Oh, right. So in, case, in, case, in case you missed that footnote, Andrew is married. Yes. Right. Congratulations. Yeah, I, married. I feel like that's my new common, uh, that's what everybody expects now. But, um. No, it was fun. It was a, got any it was marriage? You got any marriage, marriage advice to people? For you know, I think every week we should have Andrew come in and give some wisdom on marriage. So you know, for any future couples out there, or any current couples out there that are married, you know, just you know, just to you know, offer you know, because here on the Flash Podcast we like to you know advertise the the gift that is wisdom for free. Yeah. So if you have to. Uh... You know, if you have to travel a lot for work in the summer, just make sure you spend that much more time um, thinking about gifts. And then yes, it, it'll yeah. help. Wait, did you say yes. gifts or gifts? Gifts. Yeah. Uh, gifts. I was like, why would he give? Why would he give his wife gifts? <laughs> Sorry, that I do do that also. also that. So presents, let's say. <laughs> okay, it's okay. We we it's it's the Canadian way, right? <laughs> Exactly. Because in case you missed it, Andrew is also Canadian, and that's one of the many reasons. It. It's one of the many, many reasons why we love him. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're here for to discuss the season five premiere of The Flash. But before that, we have some not specific Flash news, but Arrowverse news. So you know all you all, you all know that Batwoman is coming to the CW. She's going to be played by Ruby she Rose. Is? She Tat, listen, girl. Listen, girl. <laughs> Ruby Rose is gonna be playing Kate Kane, aka Batwoman, in the free show crossover, and then because she, she's gonna get her own uh-huh. show, uh, thankfully called Batwoman. So, and this week they finally revealed her costume as the crossover is apparently they've started shooting the crossover now in Vancouver, Canada. So. 
So you all, what do you think of the costume? I loved it. I mean, at least based on the pictures that we saw, it looks like one of the one of the best Arrowverse costumes up to now. I absolutely love it. Echoing Tati, it's so comics accurate. She looks so strong in it. It's a very intimidating, really greatly intimidating presence. So looking forward to seeing her in live action. Andrew, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very, very interested to see it because the CW kind of does this with all of their costumes. Is they letter? Uh, well, they they, they do an announcement photo where it's like someone, you know, like like I'm not ta- I'm not saying this is an insult or a slight, but it is like somebody modeling like their cosplay. Like I want you to see all of it. Oh and, yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like um, you're never going to see it like that in the show ever. So right, I'm, right. I'm I'm holding off kind of. I'm right. interested to see. Um, I guess more than anything, maybe I'm just like a more easygoing i would have given them a lot of flexibility on the costume i'm more interested in like what the show looks like yeah you, know you want to see like, the costume you want to sure, see the costume sure. in action exactly or or how how they're going to shoot it how they're going to light it how she's right. going to move in it you know yeah i think it's one of the better costumes i um it does have a little bit of a supergirl feel too like in just in terms of the the material they used because you sure. know, because of course, you know, like it's not many, leather. <laughs> it's, I mean, I mean, I just, I mean, thank goodness, gracious, it's not leather because I'm just <laughs> too much leather on these shows. Not yeah. vegan friendly. Yeah, it's like I, 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 I don't. It was funny because I was watching. I remember I was rewatching Legends from season, from season three, and I remember thinking, you know, because. Sarah got a new costume in like the middle of the season. I'm just like, man, how much more leather can they get on these shows? Like, how how much, <laughs> well, how, much how much clearer can it get that these people are mostly wearing leather? I think even <laughs> I think even Nate's costume to a degree is like it's not meant to be leather. It's mo- it's more and more to look like armor or whatever. But yet I'm just like mm-hmm. that boy is wearing leather. And look, here's the thing: to all people who love leather out there. It's it's a perfectly good uh, fabric and material, but here's the thing: we don't need to see it as the only thing you make costumes right. out of. You can have but, too much of a good thing. Wait, I just realized. So I've said so much throughout the past several episodes that I really strongly believe Batwoman is in the same universe as Supergirl, right? Andy, yes. you just said that the material of her costume is like that of Supergirl's. So this is the thing that distinguishes the universes. What material the costumes are made of. There you go. And if you zoom in on her hip, it kind of has like a Kylo Ren vibe to it. Oh, no. Yeah. That too. Which I'm okay with also. What? Kyle has a great costume. No yeah, matter what you think yeah, of his yeah, character. I, I, don't make his costume controversial now. Everything <laughs> else is controversial about Kylo. We don't need to put controversy on his costume. <laughs> Uh, now, okay, 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 okay here's, 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 here's the here's the thing. With the, with the, with this particular character, there was of course there was going to be one thing that everyone was going to discuss and judge and you know, the analyze and so on. That is, is the wig good? Is the wig good? Because y'all, what does that mean? CW has had some notoriously horrible wigs. Yeah, indeed. A- Andrew, come on. What did you? No, I mean, but did... what do you mean when you say does the wig look good? Does it look like a good wig or does it look like hair? Well, let me be thing, because Batwoman is supposed to. <laughs> Batwoman does wear a wig when she's yeah. out on the street. So, like, because I, for if I did not know this was a wig, I would have thought this was hair, and because it actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think. It yeah, looks yeah good. I mean, I had no idea that 
I had no idea that it that or not that I had no idea that it was a wig, but when I saw it, I didn't it didn't register to me that it was a wig. Like I know it's a wig, but I didn't think like, oh that's yeah, a wig. Infected. So sure. I guess it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, we can see we don't we still, it's like the costume. We have to see it in action, right? Yeah. No, but I will say that I, I'm it, and I, I also I I know a lot of people are disappointed that the cape uh, the interiors of the cape is not red, but I keep thinking if you're if you're fighting Gotham City and you're trying to make sure that you don't get noticed and so on, isn't it good that it is kind of black so that you don't get spotted easily? Because red does stand out right. a lot in dark. That's also a little uh, maybe a little too Dracula, <laughs> like no. when it's when it's off of a page and actually in action is like this just is going to look like a Halloween costume if it has like a matador cape on it. And now, right, plus it has some red accents on the mm-hmm. edges of it. Yeah, I think that's re- that was a really nice touch. And and then last, I'm trying just to figure out if she's actually wearing like a mask or the cowl. Because it looks like she's wearing the whole the whole cowl as opposed to a mask that, you know. Yeah, like, yeah it looks like a cowl, yeah. Which, you know, to be honest, I was kind of like, I was talking to one of, some of my friends about it, uh, including Rob, and I kind of was like, I don't, I will not mind if they put her, put a cowl on her. And he's like, but won't that be very Batgirly? And I'm just like, well, I mean, she's a member of the Bat family. And. Well, and it's also like, if I would, I would have an argument with somebody about whether Batwoman has a cowl or a mask anyway. Like, I feel like that would be an argument that nerds could have about where you're even drawing the line and defining that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it, what what it is versus how you would actually make that costume. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, Batgirl, I mean, same thing, because Batgirl's has changed also with the hair and everything. I don't know. This This seems like a case of you can everybody's idea of who this character is, you're going to have a different artist or a different, you know, version of their suit or whatever in your mind that I, I, I will like staunchly take the stance of, even if this isn't my idea of it. And I would definitely like the, the, the face of the cowl, like the front of it is not how I picture Batwoman, but I guarantee you within one or two scenes or episodes, I will probably understand, oh, you know what? People who get paid a lot more money than me to figure this stuff out actually figured out what works here. By the way, since you were so, on so, the podcast when, when this happened, um, are you are you a fan, are you fan, uh, a fan of Ruby Rose being cast as Batwoman? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. I mean, she's a good actress. I don't know what they're going to do with the character. Like, it's such a question mark surrounding the whole Batman thing. That, um, I don't know, at this point, some of the characters that I enjoy the most aren't really all that much like the comics anyway. So, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Wait, so you mean that things don't have to be like the comics? Yeah, as long as they're good characters. So you mean that Mm -hmm. C.M.L.'s Oliver Queen is not authentic to the comics? No. (laughs) I did not name names. No, I, I mean, he's, it's fine with what he's doing. I just wish he was funnier. Yeah. You know what? I'll say this, um... I I like the lipstick. <laughs> it does look very good. I I was so I was surprised the fact that they interesting look. They, I was surprised that they did actually do the whole thing of like because she looks a lot whiter than she like like in the comedy she like when she's in her suit. For yeah. some reason they always like for some reason she dyes her face a lot more white. I guess maybe it's part right, of her. right right to protect her identity. Yeah mm. yeah yeah. I just wonder like how white. yeah. I just wonder how that's gonna be justified on the show though. Like how like. Or in the cross of it, you know, like, you know, yeah, like, you know, like, give me, like, ten minutes. I need to, like, paint my face white. 
I mean, well, yeah, I mean, she can I just mean, put on a mask. Yeah. Just put on makeup, yeah. Aim at, aim at my chin. You won't hit it guaranteed. Listen, <laughs> she, l- listen she's going to show Oliver, Barry, and Kara an actual way to mask their identity. Yeah. They can use a lot of tips. She's going to put on like a like a Cockney accent rather than <laughs> a voice modulator. She's going to be like, oh, I'm back, woman. <laughs> like that's weird. It's a fake English that, accent. That's, that was a very good British accent, Andrew. Good job. Oh, sad. <laughs> nope, nope. Thank you. Um, but yeah, but I think uh, yeah, the crossover is now filming. You know, it's, it's gonna be called Elseworlds. We're gonna see the Monitor. We're gonna see Superman and Lois Lane. It's gonna be, it's gonna be quite exciting. And you know, for people wondering, you know, will these damn podcasts do a crossover this fall? I mean. I may or may I may or may not have seen uh, a promo video that uh, David Jones and Jeff Taska and Mike Schmidt are working on for the podcast crossover announcements. So I don't know. I mean, do you all are you, do you feel? I mean, are you do you guys want to be associated with uh, those other podcasters again for another for another fall? Because I, you know, I mean, I don't mind. I don't know. Yo, I'm always down. I'm podcasting like every other week. What's oh, one other? Well, well, as far as you're, you're also very, more, you're much more needy than we are. So there's that. <laughs> I, I'm. Oh wow! Needy? Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, Bye, Felicia. Well, yeah. Bye. Defense. Oh god, <laughs> people are gonna kill me. No, of course it's gonna be a podcast crossover. Uh, so, but just stay, stay tuned on that because uh, we will probably hopefully work out some details in the coming month or so, and. Um, because they're always much fun to do, and um, and this year we don't have to talk about freaking Nazis uh, or wedding yeah. wedding crashers that are in the shape of a hacker and an Amen. archer. Amen. Amen. And no, no, no. Wait, but Andy, you do remember what the villain is going to be in Elseworlds, right? As we discussed previously. If you say, if you say, if no, you do, say, do, do you remember the robot? The robots that shave people's heads. Remember. That's one. Um, and um, okay. Before we get to the episode discussion, just quick two, two quick reminders is that we do have a T Public store as part of the DC Podcast Network. So if you want to look awesome as a DC fan, you know, and and you know, wear the DC TV universe on your on your chest, or you have it as your laptop case. I know Sora has a pretty awesome laptop case that he got that is ready to apply. So you know, you should uh, click on the sh- link in the show notes below. And when you get something from our store, you not only do you support yourself as a DC fan, but you support this amazing network so that we can keep doing these podcasts and, I don't know, maybe do more podcasts, you know, much to the disappointment of Morgan Glennon from Super Bowl Radio, so... There, there's that and last but not least do check out chick40.com which is an amazing female empowerment movement created by the the super women of the Arrowverse. so you can follow chick40 on twitter and instagram and check out their amazing website but yes, that, and the book club has started the book club so has started. check out the book becoming nicole which is about nicole mains i think it's her autobiography so that's their first book for the book club Exciting times, so make sure to check it out. Um, but with that said, we're gonna discuss uh, the season one, f- season five episode, uh, episode one called Nora. So, as you guys know, we we've always done this. We always kick off with general impressions. So, Andrew, what were your uh, general impressions of this premiere? That was worth the wait. Would be the easiest way of saying it. This jumped right back into like the the emotion and the fun and the tone and. Uh, 
I mean, I think I kind of said before that I expected Jessica Parker Kennedy and Nora to be a pretty major part of the show. So I was very pleased with how that turned out. I was not surprised in the slightest, but uh, it was very nice to have my faith <laughs> rewarded. Tadding? Uh, yeah, I loved it. I agree. It was worth the wait. It was worth the weeks of negative speculation based on the like two tiny spoilers that kept being given to us over and over again. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I thought it was, it had a lot of heart and it had the right kind of humor that I felt like season four aimed for and missed often. So I'm, I'm glad to see that they're back on track with that, at least with the premiere. And they had a nice, a nice balance of just like little snippets, little seeds being planted for the side stories without anything kind of taking over from the main draw. And Swara? I echo everything you guys just said. I loved this premiere so much. It was one of the best premieres that Flash has ever had, honestly. I mm-hmm. love Nora. She is vivacious, smart, witty, and so relatable in the way she's insecure and tries her best. And getting to see her very lengthy interactions with both Iris and Barry was incredibly rewarding for the start and like you said Tati so many seeds were planted for future episodes and future arcs that are going to involve Nora and her family I love the way they use the side characters as well I you know I will just say I even liked how they handled Ralph in this episode Wait, hold on mm-hmm. hold on hold on hold yeah. on hold on hold on hold on <laughs> 1708. I'm just marking this down. October. It was not 10, a moan. That was not a moan, by the way. I would like to come to yeah. Sora's defense. That was a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I compliment Ralph. At, like, uh, at I think they used. 3 p.m. Eastern. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. This is, this is, this is, history is being written right now. I know. It really is. Uh, I just think, you know, initially when he came onto screen, I rolled my eyes a little bit at him. Oh, you're just figuring this out now about time travel. But then it became endearing, actually. And it became a sort of ongoing joke throughout the episode that worked well, along with the other humor, as Tati mentioned. I think that if this is the level of Ralph we're getting through the season, including his helping Caitlin, I will be very happy with that. And for him not to try to suck all of the attention onto himself. But other than that, really love this premiere. I hope they keep up this level of quality throughout the rest of the season. And one more thing. I felt like this episode was very grounded. I felt like it was very keenly focused on the interpersonal relations between the characters. This is what I want. I want it in the main plot. I want it in filler episodes. I want the relationships to drive this show forward yes yes absolutely like in fact like i think that we could say well i guess we'll talk about this later but just like the quote-unquote like plot of this episode outside of the character dynamics was not even that big you know there wasn't very much going on but it was still felt more like it felt like you had a full meal rather than just getting a little snack oh i listen with this for me this premiere was brunch and the best Pizza Hut buffet ever, because I was so... <laughs> no, but listen, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm hungry. And I <laughs> I have... I don't remember the last time I 
took a premiere, watched it for the second time, and then immediately rewind the whole beginning to go back to the whole beginning of the premiere and then watch it again. Because this was, you know, I think Grant said it a bit that this was you know, their best premiere since the pilot. And I definitely agree. I think the season two premiere is was was is always going to be solid, and then Flashpoint was what it was, and I think Flashborn was it, it had a lot of promise, but then we saw you know kind of where it went. But with this, I was just so thrilled that there wasn't much going on. They they they, they managed to stay stay stayed on top and focused, and uh, even if it meant that not every character got to do everything and so on, it you know, it still it focused on. You know the pay. You know the big mystery that we have all been waiting for since uh, four twenty three, and you know introducing Nora and kind of giving getting hints to what's what's going on with her and so on. And I I will say that I'm not gonna make any promises on air or or on Twitter. But if I ever do decide to become a father and I ever have a child, I hope it's a daughter who's exactly like Nora. Because if this is what parenthood looks like, I'm in. I know it's not, but still. Hopefully she'll she'll get along better with her mom though. Mm. Well, well, maybe maybe mom did something wrong. I know. I wrong. Incorrect. Iris has never done anything wrong in her entire life. (laughs) Yep. Listen, 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 hear me. I know. I love Iris. Okay. Uh, She is so. She is sway. She is sway, baby. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, I even I would have been embarrassed, you know, if she if she had been like because that was very like embarrassing mom moment, like you know, where's my baby? Like all she needed to do was the finger guns, and I would have been like, yes, Candace, this was the corniest thing I've ever seen, and I mean it with all. That was so cute. I I mean it with love, by the way. So, Iris mm-hmm. West fans, you know, let let you know, settle down, don't at me, because I. The, the, yeah. Well, you gotta be. I mean, Twitter can be. Twitter can be very intense sometimes, y'all. No, uh, but like that moment. Oh, I, know. I mean, I feel like we're about to get into the plot anyway. But that moment was probably yeah. one of my favorites of the premiere, just because it was like both hysterical that she was being so cringy. Like, I'm not. A, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. But like, also <laughs> sad that that's what she was resorting yeah. to to try to connect with her. You know, because she didn't know how to connect with her because yeah. Nora was giving off those vibes. Well, and she took after her dad, so it feels like that would play even. You know as just mom daughter when the daughter is not really i imagine any um any kids out there i guess or well specifically women who don't have maybe who this is a reflection of them trying to connect with their moms like that uh and that has just not i mean i wouldn't give that to caitlin's character so i feel like that's probably a first for this show like getting more into the iris barry and nora dynamic I, I loved it. I love the interactions that Nora had with both of them, like I said before. But on Iris specifically, I felt like, you know, like we're talking about, it was cringeworthy, but also a little heartbreak. It was heartbreaking mm-hmm. to see yeah. Iris realize, oh, no, I may not have a good relationship with my daughter or she may not be endeared towards me for some reason. And candace acted the hell out of it you could see the expressions mm-hmm. on her yeah. face like she was super hopeful and the next moment she so crestfallen when she when this realization dawns on her it was wonderful acting by candace and yeah. i and you know again we're gonna f- find out more what exactly did iris do or not do in the future that has nora so resentful and it's honestly a dynamic that I think all of us can relate with, you know, with our parents or parental figures growing up, you know, we may feel this here and there. So 
yeah, can't wait to see more of it. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's also not like it's not very fair, right? I mean, she she wants to know Barry because she didn't get to. So mm-hmm. it's almost like yeah, yeah, mom. I, like I know who you are, and it, it's so it's heartbreaking. On even if they get along fine, it's it's right. still sad. <laughs> you know, like it's still yeah. Oh, oh okay. I it's guess sad I'm because not, Iris doesn't understand what why she's doing what she's doing. And of course I think that Jessica also played it in a really interesting way that like, it doesn't seem like she doesn't seem to dislike Iris at all. And, and no. you, she still looks to Iris for approval. Like That's obviously Iris mom. was her. Yeah, yeah. Was her parent. Please don't say um, disappointed. That's so yeah, exactly. Worse. Exactly. Like that was for Iris, right? Cause she doesn't know if Barry's ever been disappointed in his life, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, so, and then like she, and you could feel the sadness from her too when Iris was trying to connect with her. So it's, so I, I don't know. I, we yeah. could obviously speculate on what, on what exactly went down, but I thought that it was really nicely played by both of them. And then you can see a really complex dynamic there. Absolutely. And I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's a case of casting for the specific part, but I, I don't know if I can think of another show where a new cast member has entered so seamlessly uh, Agreed. Just has the exact same. Not not. She doesn't have the exact same energy as Barry or Iris, but I don't know. It's a combination. I might be wrong here. Well, it it, it feels like also she is embodying something the show used to have for mm-hmm. me. That mm-hmm. that you know, not any criticism of the show. I just feel like there is that youthful enthusiasm that you have when you haven't, you know, seen your friends die <laughs> over and over again. So <laughs> oh, yeah, she's like the canary in the coal mine, I guess when she's bummed, we need to like, Oh God, no, we need to bring someone new in because we're back here. Right. Right. Yeah, she Years felt, that, then it'll be Bart's turn. She felt, yeah. <laughs> she felt like someone who kind of brought back a lot of the season one feeling to it. Cause you know, she was even referencing, mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I mean, first of all, that's, you know, we're, as we're talking about, you know the whole West Island f- focus in this episode is that I love that she, you know, I mean, the, I mean the thesis we got from the future is that you know she, you know, she talked about the Flash Museum and so she talked about about the mythology and legacy that he, that her father has left behind, and but also but like the fact that she knows about some of the things that has gone that has happened in his life. She knows about the, the time the time he met Supergirl for the first time, how he met her, and he mm-hmm. know yeah. she, she knows about like. <laughs> she knows about some of the plot holes, the plot holes that we had in season in the earlier seasons, and mm-hmm. but I I don't know I just and she, I mean I feel like she was very much us, like she was very much like oh, yeah. you know the fango she was very much like you know us you know speculating you know on on the internet or podcasting whatever and so on right uh, I mean who knows who knows maybe Nora West Down is you know the host of the Flash podcast and, and- <laughs> she might have her own Flash podcast she seems like she oh, would. She- Oh, she totally she has would. her own podcast. Yeah. In the future, everyone has their own podcast. <laughs> but it, it, it was just like, it was so endearing. It was so sincere. She essentially grew up a fangirl of her own father that she never yeah. knew. and mm-hmm. Which, again, is heartbreaking. Oh, my God, this show is so heartbreaking on every corner. <laughs> that, <laughs> is, that is true. Yeah. But we love it anyway. She... Again, you know, she so like jumping ahead towards the end of the episode or the middle of the episode, we find out that 
she didn't get stuck in the past. She actually ran back on purpose because she wanted to meet her father. She wanted to get to know him. Maybe she went back a little too far or maybe she should have when she was already born. I don't know. Or actually, maybe that would have been more problems at time travel. Uh, but, you know, she for some reason, something I, th- I feel as though there's a deeper mystery here with why she's there. I don't think for sure. Maybe, yeah, like that she was simply, oh, I just want to meet my dad. Like Right. At the end, yeah. she kind of gives that away a little bit where she's like, I'm going to save, stop him from disappearing or I'm going to save him yeah. or whatever. So she's like developing more of a plan or she came here with one. I don't know. Right. Yeah. There's also the, uh, is it Aaron Helbing or is it Todd Helbing? Todd Helbing. Todd Helbing. Todd Helbing. I feel like it is a very, very clear choice to have – Almost the first words out of Nora's mouth be a confirmation that every single one of these characters lives and has like an entire full life in which I knew them. Like, uh, let's just get that out of the way. Well, here's, here's the thing. I think here's the thing. If she had, I think she knew that if she had said, "Oh no, oh my God, Papa Joe, you're, you're here," I think it would have broken a certain. Mr. Andrew dies because you know we know how much you love Joe West, and you know we don't. You know, I mean, ha 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 ha. Yeah, but I mean that. But that is the. It, it, this is almost in a normal show. You would expect that, and that's the fun part of it. Is the kid going back to meet their parents and being like, ah, "I'm meeting all of my parents' friends when they were still young." Uh, mm-hmm. This is such a trip, but we've just gotten to a point in these shows where. For so long, it's just safe to assume every single person is going to be have something horrible happen to them. So, right. wow, that's, a, have, that's, that's, that's an interesting. You know uh, what I mean? Like, uh, it, 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 uh, you know, perspective to look at life. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's totally at, like, at, at some point, they're all going to be hurt, or or their future is going to be in jeopardy. And she shows up and says. Literally, the one thing that we all need to worry about is that we're okay, but Barry goes missing. So, I, I was, right. you know, everybody get right. on the same team here. We're can not. I, can I be corny for a second? I was really hoping she would have. Then, when she said Caitlin, she would have been like, oh my God, Auntie Caitlin. Because I'm like, I mean, because, I mean, she's probably the closest mm-hmm. she would have to an aunt. I think that would be kind of. I I, 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 I It seemed. I was really Maybe hoping. Maybe what if, what if she was like Killer Frost and she was like, oh my God, Auntie Frost. Oh, then I, it would be like, oh, she's I think, the cool okay, I, okay. I will say that there's something about Caitlyn. Um, at the very least, I don't think that Caitlyn is actually there. Like she knows, she says she knows them all because she's heard about them all. But she also knows about everything about Barry because of because of the Flash Museum. But um, when she first met um, Harrison and Caitlyn in episode 15, yeah. she said she's meeting people for the first time. And then and then when they walked off, she was like, yeah, it went, you know. It already did, or whatever. So I thought that that was a hint that that was the first time she was meeting both Harry mm-hmm. and Caitlin, which makes sense for Harry because he goes back yeah. to Earth too and he's doing whatever. But then for Caitlin, I'm like, I feel like they're still dangling the possibility of her frosting off eventually. Well, I, I, I well, I hope we would Nora now rewriting history and so on. Maybe you know, maybe she does have an auntie, you know, auntie K- uh, Caitlin and. In the future, right? It could go, go this just, way now that she's yeah, yeah. or wait, just where, go back where, and just wait, kill where, her earlier. Guys, wouldn't her auntie be Joe and Cecile's new daughter? That, yeah, she did yeah. call her auntie Jenna. She did call her aunt Jenna. That, that yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, but, she did. But, great, but, great. But, you, but you know, you you always had that you know that close female friend that your mom had. Well, she says Uncle Cisco, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, what does she? 
I don't know. I thought she but did. yes, you, I, I may, I may you have that. often call your mom's friends, your parents' friends. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I would have a hard time with Caitlin, though, if I'm totally honest. It, uh, that she feels like K- one K- of mom's K- friends. Caitlin fans, you can tweet and. She does not feel like it yet. No, like, she doesn't feel like Aunt Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Caitlin is is sooner like if Barry goes, he's her link into that. She's just gonna end up bartending again in that leather getup. Okay, okay, but you know, but you know who's totally her godparents though in this universe. It's probably I mean, Oliver. Oliver. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, but Andy, you are canceled. Andy, you, you are, are canceled. I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> mind if, I don't, I don't, I would actually wouldn't mind if they were the godparents. No, 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 no. Hey, 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 you all listening fans, for once I was on your side and look what happened. They burned me. going to be like, oh, Uncle Oliver, look. You give me this, and she'll have like an arrow wound in her back. Be like, that was when you were training me. And it'll be like, hey, yeah, this is not helpful. And Barry is like, you did what? <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. The negative spin uh, for his thing got introduced in this episode, thanks to her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is this is never this is not how I imagine the show introducing the negative speed force for one of Barry's actual family members. I always thought it was gonna be through Fawn. Yeah, yeah, but that same. was uh, Revealed to be a a ploy, right? On right, her part? a ploy. But she did actually give herself those negative techniques. Right. So, so they do exist. And in the comics, it's like that's the energy that Thon creates, like the negative speed force, as opposed to berries, right? Yeah, so. it's, it's actually negative, not uh, red. It red lightning. I, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to oh, think. I'm trying to get my colors straight here. I really love that when they, you know, when she was first running around in the speed lab, and they were like, I mean, Iris kind of just realized, you know, that, I mean, it is our child. He, she has your lightning and my lightning. That was so sweet. Yeah, that was some uh, yeah. Reddit detective logic there from Iris. That was really good. <laughs> Barry, what I, I, I do love. I love how excited she was about it, and that, and for once yeah, it was yeah. Barry who was being. The because like often it's put on Iris to be the responsible one, right? Yeah, she's like the the like strict parent, <laughs> and Barry's yeah. just like Whoa, whatever. Oh, but my, um, maybe that's why Nora has issues with her. I'm just like, well, you know, she'll be she'll be the only the one. Yeah. Good. So yeah. so now so now Barry is the one who's more cautious and who's like trying to learn from his mistakes, and Iris is like Let, whatever. Let's just enjoy our time with our daughter, please. Yeah, but, I, but on that but on that note yeah. with Barry and Nora, the moment he realizes it dawns on him when he's talking with iris that there's some another reason nora may have come back and they go to the time vault room Mm -hmm. that that scene you know now it's a secret that he and nora share he had seen that headline before but he hadn't made much of it before right he didn't get past iris west allen right right. i don't i Right. He did he didn't realize that it would be for twenty five years as Nora showed him in that scene. So now this is a new burden on Barry that he has with his future daughter that he's obviously keeping secret from the rest of the team. So I guess another mystery we'll have to see unfurl through the season is if he tells Iris and the rest of the team that this is gonna happen to him in the future. Oh, he better. Some- I think he's definitely gonna come out with it at some point because I I mean, that was maybe my only nitpick with the premiere is that, you know, we're back to keeping a secret from everyone else, you know. Yeah, but that's I, – that I, and I'm, I've been sensitive to that in the past, but it felt 
it felt like at least in this case, I knew I would not say anything either. You know, I like agree. I agree. Other times it's been like, why not just tell them? You know, like they they would help you, but with Barry, it was like, boy, that is the kind of thing that he's not even ready to to process. And I think that is maybe like my biggest takeaway from the premiere. And I haven't said this a lot, but I think the way that they played that out with Nora and Barry revealing that, I just think that's the start of a very good story. It you felt know? organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark, you're gonna have his favorite word. I'm just saying. No, but I'm I'm sure that it's gonna develop. Like he's gonna tell them eventually. It'll be kind of like in season three when he was at first keeping the Iris dying thing a secret. Yeah. But for once a, he... for a episode. For, for exactly for an episode, it's not gonna be for that long. I don't think he's gonna be for that long, especially if he wants to change it. You know, I doubt he's gonna be like, oh well, I guess I'll just let myself die and not raise my daughter and not be with my wife. Bye. Um, yeah. I'm sure he's gonna be like, you know what? Actually, we gotta do something about this. Yeah. You know, or they've... alternately, yeah. that might be how Iris and Nora bond because uh, Nora's gonna be like, well, mom in the future said that I shouldn't change anything, and Iris is gonna be like, uh, well, mom in the present says we are gonna not let this happen, and we're gonna do whatever <laughs> it takes to change all the things. Well, uh, well, so. well, I. I almost called you Iris. Taddy, can you, you want to read, you know, because I think someone on the, I mean, because that was a hard article to, to actually see. Yes, a beautiful person named Allens CKP, the greatest at, uh, wrote up the screenshot of the 2049 newspaper article. So are y'all ready? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm holding Andrew's hands right now. I'm just like, you know, I'm so ready. <laughs> born ready. So written, still written by Iris West Allen on the anniversary of the disappearance. <clears throat> it was a beautiful spring day in Central City. Not so different from that morning years ago when clear blue skies turned crimson red and the scarlet speedster vanished in a crisis. Thousands gathered at the Flash Museum to commemorate the day's quarter century anniversary. Names were read of other victims of the attack, and Governor Singh gave remarks of the Flash's enduring legacy. Details of Flash's disappearance remain murky, something blank blank, a 2026 blank, reported the citizens' initial um, findings. Hours after the skies turned red, the Flash and his allies fought the reverse Flash. This ensuing street battle caused the most destruction this city has ever seen. It was not until the Flash and Reverse Flash disappeared in an explosion of light that chaos seized. But in the years following the crisis, accounts only grew more contradictory. Some eyewitnesses remember dozens of other heroes, including Green Arrow, Batwoman, and Elongated Man. Other heroes are thought lost in time, like the Atom, or from other worlds, like Supergirl. Some even claim they saw the Reverse Flash leading an army of shadow demons. Research has focused on Roger Hayden, a.k.a. Psycho Pirate, who claims to remember the night's true events. And that is all that you can be see. So, did, I think they just confirmed that by that point, Christ on Infinite Earth will have happened because mm-hmm. Bad Woman is here now. Yes. So you hear Ruby Rose, you get a big future ahead of you with the Arrowverse, just saying. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I. I wonder how Ralph plays into this because that, that that I just I thought that was just funny that when you read, I'm like, Ralph, but, but like they don't even mention Supergirl. No, they did. They said um from other worlds like Supergirl. Yeah, that's some claim. Yeah. 
and they said that that the Adam gets lost in time. So, which I guess makes sense because he's on Legends, lost in time. Speaking of the Legends, they they introduced a lot of that new concept in this episode for, about time travel. That you know, through Wally, you know, going like, well, they're, they're, the Legends have determined that this thing called soft uh, uh, points that you know that you can actually that you can, you can change the future and it actually won't it won't it won't cause negative effects. And it's like, huh? How convenient. Yeah. Huh? Which uh, which is a weird. Maybe that's the device that we kind of come back to later, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, for the time being, I, I got to be honest. Was it Governor Singh? Governor Singh. Governor yeah. Singh. I'm going to call uh, a little shenanigans on that because he. How many cases did he leave? Basically, wide open to fester because he didn't want to hire a different forensic <laughs> scientist. That was he knows Barry, his he knows Barry's the Flash, and he's like he'll Barry will get it done faster than the actual CSI that I hire. I was hoping, yeah, I was hoping he would say something like, "We got a couple of cases piling up," and then he would like show up and be like, "We have a lot of very sad families waiting for somebody." <laughs> That to is give so, them some that is kind so of closure, dark. and I know I'm not going to. So, <laughs> I mean, this is on you, Barry, basically. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I still, then, that was hilarious. It's like, oh. uh, there's only one CSI in all of Central City. Yeah, and then when when uh, when Nora said, you know, I'm a forensic scientist too, I kind of expected Barry's response to be like, that is the most perfect news ever. Like, we <laughs> I, I assume you're qualified. You wouldn't be lying about that. But he kind of replies with me like, no, no, let me do it. And I was like, you're don't be a dad that early. Right. So you're right. like, no, I can do it. I, it's fine. Just leave me alone. <laughs> daddy knows. Daddy knows best. Um, oh, my God. It's going to be so weird because I, you all know I'm going to call Barry daddy throughout the whole season. Oh, and, God. Oh and, and, people, and, and there's going to be so many people reading into it. I'm just like, please don't. He he sold. It was probably my favorite Gustin moment that I've had in a while. Is the entire premise of the we're we're with our daughter that we haven't had yet. His little line of you know why aren't you going to spend any time with your Iris mom your mom? Uh, that was my favorite moment of the show, and that I was, was like, really yeah, that was so cute. Completely in on this that could be weird, but completely. And then I think after that, the show kind of just accepted it as normal too. We're not going to make it weird right. anymore. We're not going to have Iris saying like "Mom" again, where it's like, "Come on, Iris!" Like, well, let's we're we're moving past this. Yes, she's your daughter. Come on. Well, um, Andrew, if if your future, if your future child came came back and said, you know, "Hi, Dad," wouldn't you need a moment too to kind of be like, because we got to remember, well, no, this, this no, no, is no, no, happening. No. If in she the same said, day. "I'm your daughter." And I said, you're my daughter? And she said, yeah, dad. I wouldn't go, dad? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, no, I get it. That's what you called me. I understand now. Uh, Well, you know, if if Andrew Jr. or Andrea from the future is hearing this... Come, come stop by Canada in 2018, and your young young version of your dad will be totally, uh, you know... Collected and understanding. Chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If my future child showed up, I would be like, "What? You were not planned. How was that supposed to happen?" Oh God, I would be so horrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> I made this thing. I made this awkward. And um, how much fun was it seeing them all run together though? Like when they were all like when they were all stopped, you know, facing the plane. Yeah. 
That was like that's what I've been asking for. Moments yeah, that like was that. a really fun moment. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was such a great moment. It was just and like we were saying before with what we want for Barry, that was a pure moment of mentorship. It was him taking what he had learned from Thawne and applying it in his own Barry way to both uh, Nora and Wally. Like Wally got a l- little bit of mentorship there too. We only got a little bit of Wally in this episode, which I guess is kind of a minus. But what we did get of him, it seemed real. It seemed pretty great. It seemed like pretty organic there. And but especially that moment when father, uncle, and daughter slash niece were working together, and Nora is so insecure. She's really unsure if whether she can do this, and her dad encouraging her on along with her uncle and it was just it was such a great moment and i feel as though it was it it was taking something we've seen before in supergirl uh with saving the plane and apply doing a little flash spin on it that was really great there's it felt like yeah i was gonna say like how emo was it where he was like i'm missing all your i miss all your firsts and then you know he did her first Mm -hmm. phasing yes he got to see one of her firsts Yes. Uh, it, it was just so heartwarming. And I just really want to see more of this from this season, the season that's supposed to be about family. So if this is what we're getting, sign me up for the rest because I am well, so we got, we got We got 21 more episodes. So I I think we'll get it. I am. Um, oh, and I also. Okay, we got to talk about the costume that we got. Cause, I mean, both of the costumes. Like, I actually think. I love her costume. I think it looks really, really good. Uh, I love how they took that one jacket and, like, really fleshed yeah. it out as a costume. And uh, I think her little lighting bo- logo is, I mean, I think it's, it's I mean, it's, it's looks, it looks true to the comics. So that's good. Yo, no I, I, what? No shorts. <laughs> what do you mean? No or shorts? like, uh, well, like, I think in the, in the comics, she had like a, almost like a bodysuit kind of thing. Like, um. Uh, I think it was shorts. Am I dreaming? Mm. I don't remember. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was shorts. Exposed legs. I'm glad they didn't go with that. Yeah, that, that, her... that probably would have been cold for Miss uh, for for poor Jessica <laughs> in, in, in yeah, exactly, Vancouver, right? Canada, because uh, yeah. your country is cold, Andrew. Hey, what can I say? Not Vancouver so much, but I hear you. Yeah, but you know, but let's talk about someone else's new costume. Barry's costume. Oh yeah, first that of is all, a costume. First of all, what was the whole gif about that? That all of his old costumes didn't fit him anymore. I'm just like, you haven't gained weight, Barry. Like you, 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 you always look in good shape and whatnot. So I was like, I'm like, what is this whole like? It doesn't fit me as good as it used to. I'm like, he's got muscles now, Andy. Yeah, he's gotten older. He's filling Gr- out, a- Andrew. He's gotten maybe. Three years older and still looks like he's eighteen years old. Was it only three years in the show? We no. have to have jumped, right? Well, he hasn't changed. Co- like he changed. Now his four costume. years, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's been five years almost, guy. And but if I mean, like, he was like twenty. Oh yeah, how old was he in the first? Do we know? He was twenty-five, I think, in the first season. Twenty-three, okay. twenty-four years old. But like, I remember, like, because he's only changed costume. He changed costumes between season. Three and four, and then he changed costumes between four and five. So he's only had three costumes, and I'm just like, and also, first of all, why the hell would they not wash the damn thing that smelled like shark? <laughs> shark? Uh, 
Uh, and also, <laughs> I think, yeah, also, I love the fact that Nora pretty much spoiled that, you know, oh, yeah, Grodd and Shark are going to fight. Yes. Yeah. Now now they put that down on paper, because I know that Todd Helbing's trying to make that happen, but trying to find <laughs> the budget for it, I guess. So now it's like, I said it was going to happen. Now it has to happen. Well, I do know that if it, if that episode does happen, that our, our buddy Armin Kevorkian, who does the special effects uh, on the... Uh, we'll do also, it for free. Well, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> no, he, 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 no, no, no. That man is, is uh, he, uh, he deserves to be paid really, really, really well. But he, uh, if uh, that he needs to direct that episode. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, but so, what do you think of Barry's new costume? Like, does it look good in mo- in action? I thought it looked good. <laughs> I didn't think uh, the ch- lack of the chin strap was too distracting, thankfully, and yeah, it was nice, bright. Uh, vibrant. Uh, I feel like the brightest red we've ever seen on the show. So yeah, yeah I was I was down with it. Andrew, because we haven't we haven't we we never talked to you about when the, when the first costume when the new costume was revealed. No, uh, I guess it was revealed under unideal circumstances. Um, but I think the I think honestly it's just going to take me a little time to get used to it because it is. I, my brain is accepting that it is closer to the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, you just don't stop and think of how that would translate into real life. And I've kind of, I was never really uh, not a fan, like, of, of the other ones. I like them all equally. I thought it was a cool, like, adaptation. And his, like, second iteration of it, uh, I was also really cool with. So, so last season. Yeah, that was the one that had a bit more vent work and gold around the top, mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that a lot. I think the the cowl is the biggest thing, biggest change, I guess, and I have no problem with that at all. It's just the the actual suit and how he looks in it. Like, everything in this one was kind of low light. Like, uh, the set photos of him out in the sunlight, like, look brighter. So, yeah, uh, I didn't really know what to think of the first suit the first time I saw them anyway, so... I I don't really think there's much to to hate or anything like that. So wait, as so, I'm sure some people are. <laughs> wait, so you did not hate and judge on it before actually seeing it in its whole in its whole in its whole wholeness? Yeah, and I'm I'm still not even I, making I, up my I, mind really uh, right now. Andrew, I mean, th- this is not how you behave on the internet. The, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I'm just starting out. Sorry, it's it's, 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 it's one strike. Uh, I I'm so happy that it looks so like it looks like he's more comfortable in it. The, because, you know, the thing, the chin strap always look uncomfortable, in my opinion, because you feel like now he can move better. And, yeah. and, like, and like, Taddy's, he does look more comfortable. And like Taddy said a couple of weeks ago, I guess, is that, you know, like, it kind of makes, it kind of tricks the eye now of making sure that, uh, you know, people may, may not be able to figure out as easily that that is Barry Allen. So, um, I, I kind of still wish we had the yellow boots, though. I still don't get why we don't see that, but... You know what? It's it's not a deal breaker for me. So, uh, but you know what? The moment he put on the flash ring, and the costume comes out, and he's and he, I mean, that how did he know how to? <laughs> how did he know what to do with it? I think he's he, because he saw Thawne do it. But wasn't Thawne's like it just appears on his body? No, it comes out of the ring. 
I'm, I'm trying to remember if I ever saw Thawne suit up in in front of him. Because he and, was like, oh, I know what to do. One twenty-two. No, guys, guys, yeah, listen. Yeah. Barry, Barry just knew in the moment what to do. He just had a rush of energy, and it was like, uh, yeah. just, put, just put out the ring. No, and, it, you know, no. He felt I believe the speed that. Force. I believe no, that. It, it, it's like in Sailor Moon when whenever uh, Usagi would know. It's like when it's like in Sailor Moon when Usagi would always know what her, you know, the first time she would get like a new right, transformation. Right, her next, her next yes. exactly. Her next yeah, transformation, like, her next power, her, it just like, comes to you. Yeah, exactly. First, first Luna told her moon prison power, then, well, then again, each, she, no, wait. It she was never told her about cosmic. She didn't know about cosmic. She learned moon, co- <laughs> she did moon cosmic power all on her own. Wait, Ed, why are you laughing? No, now it all makes sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. Because I thought it was Sailor Moon. Did Barry anyone Sailor. else get the Sailor Moon R season vibes? From this episode of The Flash. Oh, and what, and what part? About what Chibiusa? Chibiusa comes back from the future, hates her I, mom, and tries to date her dad. Except that Nora is a hundred times is a million times better than Chibiusa. Well, yeah. obviously, Chibiusa was the most annoying guy. Yes. and also, yes. I don't, but, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Nora is trying to date her dad. I think she's just trying to be her best. I know she's not friend. trying to not. date her dad, Andy. That's why Chibiusa is the worst. Part of why she's the worst. <laughs> Oh my good! Oh goodness gracious! Um, <laughs> anyway, no one asked me what I thought about the uh, outfit. What did, and I t- 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 what, what did you think of the costume, Tatiana? No, I mean honestly, I am one of the haters of of the costume, like at least based on pictures. So I was like, oh no, but be- mostly because I don't like the material and I don't like that it makes it, it does weird things with his chin. But on screen, you know, as as. I figured I didn't even notice. Like there was like one like, when he first was in the outfit and Cisco was like, Oh my God, did I make that? And I was like, sure. no, Cisco would never. And then they told us that Ryan Choi did, Choi did it instead. And then I was like, I forgot everything about this outfit because I love Ryan Choi so much. And I'm so excited that he exists. And after that, I loved the outfit because Ryan Choi made it. The end. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of Easter eggs to go through in a bit. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to say? Because I mean, we focus a lot on on Iris Barry and Nora. So, do you guys have any other thoughts you want to bring up about uh, Nora's uh, debut or like official fleshed out debut? They better have is- brought that ice cream back to Iris so they can all <laughs> three eat it together yes. and Good not point. eat their ice cream alone without her. There yes. And, and and listen, last thing, Jessica Parker Kennedy, she is amazing in this role. So well cast. I I can't wait to see more from her. She inhabits Nora incredibly well. And yeah, I, I love her so much in this role. Andrew, anything else? Uh no. I'm I'm just I'm excited for the next episode. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sorry. She is one of the best castings that has happened on this show ever. So yeah, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone on Twitter, go go to at the Rapport Casting and say thank you, David Rapport, for casting Jessica, uh, because I think you appreciate that. And uh, oh, and then and then go watch Black Sails, and you'll have like four seasons of her being not only a boss but delivering uh, a French accent so good, it is hard to believe that. She can produce an English this flawless. <laughs> She's a blessing to say. Yeah. Well, um, Swore, you want to kick us off to our next point? Well, yeah. I, we also had going on in this episode a 
like very mini plot like you know what i liked about this episode is like the a plot was very dominant but you know it is important to remember that caitlin is going through uh her own mini journey as well in terms of learning more about why she has these powers you know the killer frost powers and through some help from ralph of all people which i from which i was very pleasantly surprised uh he discovers that they discover that her father is alive at the end of the episode so yeah what do you all think about this tasi what were your thoughts on this uh part of the episode um i knew it i knew her father was alive i have a lot of questions um, but I'm glad that Caitlin is getting a little solo story, like a little bit of a family journey for herself. And that hopefully it's going to answer some real questions about Killer Frost and give us like the definitive backstory for once and for all and make Killer Frost an actual character and not a plot device. I also think it's a good use of Ralph's, you know, investigative skills or whatever you want to call it. it. It gives him something to do. It puts him with the character that keeps him grounded the most. Cause I think that Caitlin somehow just manages. She has like that. I don't know. I don't know what quality is, but she just kind of like calms him down. She's like, stop it, Ralph. And then he actually stops. So that's good. She can keep stopping him. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mainly just like wanting to know, did her mom know about this? Like, did her mom help fake the death? Cause she was supposedly taking care of the sick dad or did the dad fake his own death? And if so, was it because, he experimented on Caitlyn and it went wrong or because he was trying to protect Caitlyn from some other outside force. I don't know. Many questions. He's giving her the cold shoulder. LOL. Oh my God. I'm so bad. Oh, oh, so funny. You're so, so bad. funny, funny Andy. Well, when, when we had Craig on, we did, I think that was the the most puns we've ever done in, in, a, in one single episode. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I think it's great that her dad is alive. Um, I love that, you know, we could, like I said, we're going to get to the Easter eggs in a bit. But, you know, I love that, you know, it is very much a DC story. So, yeah. um, I look forward to see what Cal Secker will, Secker will do as um, Caitlin's daddy, even though it should have been Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I, I am kind of hoping that Joe and Cisco develop their own plot so that we can keep... Uh, Caitlin and Ralph together because don't ship them. Well, no, 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 not at all. Uh, their scene together where he was kind of asking about what he missed. Uh, it felt like two normal people just having a conversation about something instead of her scenes being charged with like, you know, subterfuge and like suspicion and this like looming dread. Um, also her hair looked terrific. I just have to point out for Danielle Panabaker. That was that was a terrific. The light was perfect and everything. She looked great. Um, also, Ralph. Everybody looked really good in this episode. And I know Ralph has been kind it's of on C- the bubble, but a- Andrew is a CW. Everyone looks damn good. Yeah, but I mean, she maybe they look like. Um, oh, I I be the I'll be out in the sun more. Is <laughs> maybe look at look at how these shows get so gloomy. But uh, I liked everything with with Ralph. Um, I'm pretty sure I also brought up the Eddie vasectomy idea at the time uh, that killing himself was a little bit drastic. But, um, yeah, I, I'm I guess I'm a little thrown that she's like really upset that Killer Frost is gone. That seemed a pretty quick. Andrew, uh, we, Andrew, we've been through this in season four. We were we went through this. Uh... <laughs> no, but I thought she would be, you know, 
you know, it was her only friend, you know, that she <laughs> she would create a shared Twitter account with. Right, yeah. Uh, oh my god. That was they, a crazy got our discussion. We yeah, uh, I mean th- that was a crazy discussion we ever had about like how sad yeah. it is for Caitlin, but um but yeah, we will see her father I guess in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Hope, I guess well, we will. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it was it yeah, it was interesting. Um I guess, you know, this sounds terrible to say, but what I like the most about this plot is that it didn't dominate a lot of the episode. Yeah, that for sure. It was, it was it, it, very much kept to the side. And because you hate Caitlyn, atti- you want her no, to be on no, the side. I, no, I love Caitlyn. I just wanted... Hey, what, Oh my god. But and there's only so much you can, like, they, they put in just the yes, right amount, because there's only so much put, that you can take. Exactly. Agreed. Exactly. Like, Caitlin will have her own filler episode talk, mm-hmm. like, focusing on her plot. That yeah. is great. That doesn't have to be tied into the main plot. Just like I said in my But Why Though piece, Arrowverse needs to embrace the filler. This exactly. is a way of doing it with Caitlin. So, mm-hmm. if they do it like that this season, I, like, a one or a couple of, probably a couple of episodes focusing on her developing Killer Frost that would be great. Don't try to jam it into the main plot as they did in the past couple of seasons. Just let it be its own thing. That's all I want. Yeah. I also will just call out, she got the best shot of the episode, in my opinion, where she's just holding up that power cord to that coffee machine. And it was the most dramatic (laughs) dolly shot of her holding it and then saying, Hi! That was my favorite moment of the entire show for a glimpse into my psyche. If you missed it, go back. <laughs> and this is why I miss you so much because it's it's because of these moments. It was so good. It was my. It was. I'm not even joking. It was hands down my favorite shot of the show. That was terrific. I don't know if it was supposed to be the joke we were supposed to get that these two brainiacs were trying to figure out the coffee machine that just wasn't plugged in. It was so good. <laughs> Um, we're gonna move on though. Uh, so we have uh, we have we have some C story plot elements, I guess. We just kind of some side notes uh, so that people don't think that we didn't acknowledge all the things that happened in this episode. Yes, we have other things that happened in this episode. For example, we have the actual villain of the episode, Gridlock. Thoughts, questions, concerns, feelings. So one dimensional, but yet so pretty. Yeah, he, he was, was okay. very pretty. Yeah, because, I mean, Daniel Cudmore is a very beautiful man. I'm just saying. And, yeah, but but uh, yeah, I'm, I thought he was a really like super understated villain, and that was fine. Like, because normally, like sometimes they'll they'll bring on a villain of the week, and I'm like, this guy is so boring. Can we just not have him? But this time it was like they showed so little of him until it was relevant, a, a tool to introduce Cicada, right? And that scene was great, but. The parts, you know, the parts where they were just, like, fighting him. It was, even Nora was like, it's just gridlock. Like, who cares? <laughs> His purpose was for, for Cisco to, like, realize that sometimes he gives stupid names. <laughs> and just because he's drunk. It's like, it was an off day. It was an off day. And and then, of course, for daddy and da- daddy-daughter team up, which was awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, he was just an okay villain that served his purpose in this episode. And I feel like. But again, so pretty. To- I feel like I've gotten used to the villain of the week formula as much as on principle. 
I think it's outdated, and I think that it leaves shows without enough. Uh, how do I put this? Like enough villains to draw from because if they're defeating them every single episode or almost every single episode, then right, you know, like or I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like in the future with villains, or they should have villains for multiple episodes. Like I feel like uh, Supergirl has done that pretty well with. Um, not just their main big bads, but having ba- like bads or issues spread throughout like several episodes. Uh, Sorry for so- laughing, but I just saw the funniest thing on I- on his IMDb page. So this oh, is yeah. this is not Daniel Cunningham's first appearance in the Arrowverse. He played Jackhammer on Arrow. Oh well, there you go. Like I guess he just recycled the. That app. must have been a different timeline. No, indeed, they indeed. exist in the same Earth, so. <laughs> Yeah. Can't be two of them. Can't be two of them. Exactly. Unless it's twins. Maybe the twins. Oh my yes, god! Yes. Oh my so god! Listen, both connect. twins turned to crime. <laughs> you, you know what's better than one Daniel? What you know what's better than one Daniel Cudmore? Two, two Daniel, Daniel Cudmore. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so, speaking of um, introduction to Cicada, what do we think of him? He was definitely menacing at the end. I felt like his introduction was. I don't know like I so I was looking at a chat like while I was watching that part that specific scene and someone was saying what is this the same show is this still the flash because it seemed like such a weird weird almost cultish like scene right there as he was about to like kill gridlock and I don't know it just it seemed a little weird but no Cicada definitely did seem very menacing and really devoted in the few seconds we saw him to his cause of basically wiping out metahumans. So I thought like it was a pretty solid introduction. Agreed. I was like, I really, what's up with the Kylo Ren, Dark Vader get up. (laughs) (laughs) I liked, I liked the sound of cicadas in the background, Mm. like letting us know of his presence. Yeah. Subtle. (laughs) (laughs) and i also thought it was effective to have the screams like hearing hearing the violence instead of having instead of actually seeing it yeah and then having to deal with like i don't know whatever cgi or or choreography they might have used that might have made it look worse just hearing it and then like that lightning bolt dagger will happen next yeah that lightning bolt dagger y'all that is I feel like at some point we're gonna what? <laughs> well, it's just it was it was a um, it was effective, but then it also made it kind of disappointing when it was like, what's it gonna? Be? Oh, it's another guy in a hood with a mask on. Like <laughs> it just it it seemed very um, like this is what the big bads look like in the Flash, right? You know what right. I mean? Um, but I I don't have you know I like I know that. So when it opened up, I kind of thought like, oh, I don't really know what I was expecting. Um, it wasn't going to be Chris Klein's face or. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Not yeah. Yet, okay. Not yet. Anyway. Sure. And a voice modulator. Yeah. Yep. That checks out. We are. Yep. Back in this top four. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I like. Or I don't know. I feel I feel like it's it's like a nice introduction and in that like he didn't take over too much and it isn't like, oh, I've heard there's this big bad named Blank and he yeah. sent Blank to us to let us know he's coming, you know? So yeah, already definitely. we're off to a better start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ralph understood anyway, things. Yes, Ralph understood things. So well, 
didn't understand things, honestly. That's what happened. Ralph understood things a season later. So, <laughs> and we, we talked about this a little bit, like how they used Ralph, which I think was the right amount of Ralph usage. Not that mm-hmm. they can't really repeat that joke. The miniverse. But they would... Yeah. The I, I, that's a better name, frankly. The miniverse is a better name. I think that's you, a way did, better name. What did you think when we said that Ares from Earth 2, that he was from Earth Two. Also, yeah, that was also. <laughs> that was terrific. I love that. Oh, Hartley Sawyer, like that—that that was the best reading of that line. Like, I thought he was from Earth, also. And that was great. I I love that he made a joke about like that the little retcon they had to do about his character because you're like, yeah. well, what if there's a timeline where I actually die in the particle accelerator thing? Because that was initially he di- he did die. He was dead in season one. He's in the list of uh, casualties, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. So after Flashpoint, he was alive again. Well, that that's yeah. that's the that's the that's what they're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, oh, cause they realized, they interesting. Did... He was just there well, as an Easter egg, I guess, to begin with. You know, before when the Flashpoint episode aired, I didn't think it, there were that big stakes. I didn't think it was that serious, honestly. Yeah, overall, you know? yeah. However, however, they, now they brought knowing him back. this knowledge. Knowing this knowledge that because of yeah. Flashpoint that we had Ralph, I understand the deep, deep How consequences of Flashpoint. Heard. Yeah, you yeah. owe them an apology. <laughs> I do, I do. Andrew, because uh, uh, we always love doing this with you last season, so we, you know I thought we should continue for this season too. Hit us up with some Easter eggs. Oh yeah, I feel like I mean they they were not so subtle i guess this time around like she uh nora mentioned lightning lad uh from the legion of superheroes um who i feel like is probably a famous name even if nobody's ever seen him ryan Choi, obviously the the second adam former student of ray palmer uh in the comics and i guess also here in the future um i guess before ray disappears in time Anyway, let's not look too closely at that, I suppose. Uh, and then there was uh, the the name on the birth certificate was the name of uh, one of the icicles from DC Comics. But uh, sadly, that was revealed to be a, a made-up name, I guess. Um, Shway, obviously, is the word for cool in the Batman Beyond future. There's mention of Happy Harbor. Uh, another touching moment where Barry had passed on his love of ice cream obviously to Nora where his parents used to take him that used to I think that was the Justice League like their mountain base. Uh, yeah and in Drunk Justice that, that that yeah and in Drunk Justice that's where the the, the, the young team right. was at. Yeah. And then uh the the coolest one was that uh Nora's kind of offhand comment about vibrating an airplane when he was fighting mob rule, which is I think in like the first couple issues of the new fifty two flash. So or was it Rebirth? No. Not sure. I never heard of him, actually. That was because when, I couldn't hear what he said at first. Um, but Mob Rule, that could, I mean, could he be coming to the show maybe this season? Who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess at some point in the future. But it basically played out, I mean, exactly the same way. Just, uh, yeah, there's a weird pull to the uh, New 52 Flash comics, but... Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I liked hearing that name. Like, Mob Rule is like one of the only new YouTube villains that I remember. So I was like, oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we'll see. Or if that's just, uh, you know, something to look forward to, I guess, years from now. 
Well, um, I think that's going to do it for our episode discussion, at least. I think we were all very happy with this premiere as a whole. And I don't think there... Because I, I, I can't really think of anything that I had issues with with the episode. I, you know, yes, maybe some more Wally would have been great. But, you know, but he did... You know, he did he played a big role anyway, you know, he kind of made sure that, you know, that th- things didn't get more effed up than it needed to be, you know, because he got help from the Legends. But overall, I am happy Flash is back, and I feel like we're, this year, I think they're really truly getting back to Season 1 at Big 6, which I think is good, because Season 1 is, I mean, it's the most beloved season of all time. So, and Nora West Allen is going to be, I think, a big pl- uh, part of that. So... Uh, but we have a lot of listener feedback, so uh, Andrew, would you l- l- like to do the honor of reading us some tweets and emails from our fans? Oh, sure. Let's. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, we'll start with at Enrique VB Junior or VBJR. What a premiere! That's couldn't have said it better. Barry finding out he's still missing for another 25 years is a gut punch. Does mentioning Lightning Lad prove Supergirl's Earth combines with Earth 1? Hey, we might have talked about that. Uh, is it bad? I didn't miss Wells at all. <laughs> still hoping oh Nora's my God, middle he name. Was, he wasn't in this episode at all. I did not know Well, he was that. like oh, disembodied, man. I guess. So he technically did appear. He did, but it was a flashback. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still hoping Nora's middle name is Dawn and has a twin brother. <laughs> Get more power to you. Uh, at Alexis Wave Rider says, "Great season opener. I cried over the Barry Iris, Barry Nora, and Nora Iris scenes. I hope Nora doesn't give Iris the cold shoulder much longer. Wow, brutal, because it's just disrespectful. I also don't want that uh, Barry goes missing be kept secret from Iris. Yeah, mm-hmm. Barry should know better. He should." Uh, at West Allen Allure says a very strong start to the season. I have a mix of sadness and elation because of the Barry Nora Iris dynamics. It's going to be crazy emotional for me this season, and I know I'm not ready. Uh, at Iris Iris's heart, I guess. Uh, Iris, oh sorry, excuse me. At Iris She Art says no. enjoyed the episode. <laughs> it's Iris's heart. <laughs> Loved Please. all the Barry Iris. <laughs> no, I Irish ears. <laughs> There we go. All right. Irish Heart. Enjoyed the episode. Loved all the Barry Iris moments as well as Barry Nora, of course. But I'm really sad for Iris Nora. Iris doesn't deserve the cold shoulder. Guys, we need to put a moratorium out here on Twitter. You cannot keep with the cold puns. Uh, At at FHJL2457. Great episode. I love that both Barry and Iris received proper time to process Nora's arrival. It wasn't just about one or the other. I just want Nora and Barry to come clean to Iris. No season one storyline for Iris. Jessica's wonderful chemistry with Candace and Grant. Agreed. Ready for season five. Uh, at N8 Mosaic, really solid opener. Wow, intending a, sensing a trend here, guys. The only things that I didn't like were the end tag. Uh, and yeah, Kynan Lonsdale leaving all these last two years. In the Verlanti verse, remind me of a line from an old Gap Band song. You keep on running in out of my life. Yeah. Uh, eight drunk Cisco's out of ten. <laughs> Terrific. That is, That's that a is amazing. Uh, and at Football Man 58, oh, 57 people beat you to Football Man. <laughs> That's like that's like two or three teams almost. I could see this season going either way. Tonight was a fun episode, but they jammed a lot into one. 
True. I'm not a fan of Barry and Nora keeping future from Iris. The airplane scene was awesome, and the connection to season one was cool. Lots of good. Nora had a good start. We'll see. Oh, that's a chilling we'll see at the end there. <laughs> that's like uh, we're, we're not mad. We're just disappointed in Twitter form. Uh, moving on to our emails, Lauren Waters writes, Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you, Lauren. Thank Guys, you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I hope you all, <laughs> I hope you all had a wonderful and Tatiana hates you is what you can take from that. Oh right my there. God. <laughs> Welcome back. I hope you all had a wonderful summer and all well, well rested for the new season. I really enjoyed this episode. Nora is such an amazing character. I can't wait to spend the rest of the season with her. Her relationship with both the parents seems to be coming from a very genuine place. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that will continue to grow. All the throwbacks were fun and I loved how they went back to pave some plot holes. Anyway, I just wanted to write in with a quick PSA for my fellow Canadians. For a bit of context in Canada, we don't get the American channels like the CW, and the channel that the Arrowverse shows are on changes hands a lot. So many Canadians on Twitter were both angry and confused on Tuesday to find the channel, CTV2, which has been airing The Flash for, the couple of, for a couple of years wasn't playing it on Tuesday. I discovered that, I think, last season. Uh, so CTV2 very quietly dropped the Arrowverse shows over the summer, but fear not. New episodes of The Flash will be premiering the day after on Netflix, just like Black Lightning. Uh, that, is, the rest, that is really good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Tell me about it. We're also getting the jump on uh, our DC Universe. Mwahaha. Uh, the rest of the Arrowverse, minus Supergirl, which will remain on Showcase. Woo! Woo! Shout out for Showcase. We'll be premiering on Space this year, which is the this same is channel. Wild channels. What is this? Yeah. This is, we have Welcome. Uh, if you are really desperate to watch live and live near the border, you might be able to pick up some U.S. City CW. In Toronto, oh, in Toronto listeners, Rogers uh, Buffalo CW channel is 570. This is great. I feel like I'm on the radio. Just wanted to get yeah, that I out there. Like, 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 wow, Andrew's channel has inner radio personality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people didn't know this was happening since a lot of Canadian media stuff isn't widely reported. Stay shway, everybody. Stay that shway, is very Lauren. true. That is a... Uh, that is a very stupid problem that American viewers will probably never have to deal with. I got, uh, I get CW, but not in HD because oh. my cable provider does not have a deal with an HD affiliate <laughs> of the CW. That so. is so stupid. Boot. Uh, email from Alex Johnson. A good season opening episode. Very funny, but I did feel a bit for Iris. She's obviously feeling off to out when watching Nora with Barry. And how will Iris deal with the news uh, yeah, about burying the future? Will this be the same as in season three when the team learned about Iris's pending death? We all hope not. Will we have another season of Iris and Barry repeatedly looking at future newspaper articles and trying to change the future? I might actually be more on board for that than than most people. Uh, as a as a safe scum uh, that I am. I did not like Ralph last year, but I have to admit that tonight when he said when everyone was talking about Earth 2 last season, he thought they meant Earth 2. I laughed so hard I fell out of my chair. Uh, <laughs> email from New Rachel. <laughs> but here's the thing: on the Letters Tomorrow podcast, they have apparently a lot of Rachels writing in. So, the, oh, Rachel Eiley, who is the OG Rachel, who's now also going to be hosting the Batwoman podcast, just so you know, and she's the OG Rachel. And then this other Rachel started writing in, and then she, they made her the new Rachel. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> so all not, the Rachels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not Rachel Eiley writes, Dear Flash Podcasts, I just finished the premiere of Season 5 and I almost wish I wasn't caught up in the series because I can't Aww. wait to see more of it. Aww. A good, that's a good, bad feeling. Right. This episode was incredible and Nora was amazing. I love the West Allen family and everything that happened with them. 
Even Ralph was at his most tolerable <laughs> as his confusion about the multiverse. That's uh, Rachel. You must have meant many verse there was actually funny for <laughs> once. I kind of hope he does appear in the crossover. And now we know he will, right? Yes. Yeah, so if you go to his Instagram story on uh, at Harley Sawyer, you will see that he is uh, he's uh, getting ready for the crossover. That means he's going to meet Oliver Queen. And so we will see if Diggle will throw up this time, too. So... Yeah, there you, there you go. That was just for you, new Rachel. Uh, Rachel Eiley can go fly a kite. Uh, I would love to see his reaction <laughs> no, to listen. Supergirl, other Earths. Oh, man. Yeah, Ralph with Supergirl now would be... His, he's like his the head new would Diggle, explode. Right? Yeah. No, it, w- it would stretch even far- further. Yeah, true. Wow. Uh, I also enjoyed him helping Caitlin by using his detective skills. I hope that does continue. Same. I know there were quite a few Easter eggs, especially from Nora, but there were three that I caught and one that excited me the most. The first is Nora using the word Grife, which is future slang or possibly alien slang that we've heard twice before, both times spoken by Monel in season two, episode nine, and season three, episode seven of Supergirls, though both times it was incorrectly subtitled. I did, I thought I also caught that and wondered what that meant too. So that's neat if that's a Supergirl crossover. Uh, the second is Nora mentioning Lightning Lad. Yep. Uh, he's one of the most prominent Legionnaires. Oh, good. This is a history lesson here. It would be nice to see him at some point, either on Flash or Supergirl. I feel like they're teasing that with intention because he would be a cool character uh, if they're not done using the Legion. So one that excites me the most from your character spotlight and Nora, I know that the Flash family, especially Nora, is connected to the Legion. And this means that there's either a, Le- a Legion on Earth 1 or Nora's met one from another Earth. Either way, pretty as Nora would put it. Shway. The third and final one happened near the end of the episode with Ralph mentioning someone named Cameron Mockent, which is so weird that someone's last name is Mockent. Uh, who Why do you say that name? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> who, <laughs> who Caitlin's dad may have created as an alienist, uh, alias to fake his death. Alienist, did I just say? Uh, gr- also a great show. Check that out. This person Sorry, in DC is the super villain Icicle Jr., which may point to Caitlin's dad being the villain Icicle. Whatever the case may be, this was also a cool name drop, and I look forward to seeing how that mystery is resolved. Anyway, I love the episode. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Keep running. Uh, new Rachel, I guess, would be the sign-off there. Keep and, running, uh, that... Shway, new Rachel. Keep running. Shway your grifes to Happy Harbor. Uh, Ma Kent and your lightning lads. Uh that's uh, just where what other terms we're using here on earth also oh yeah cicadas cicadas gridlock cicadas, gridlock cicadas. gridlock i named him <gasps> oh goodness there are so many damn good quotes on this episode i thought you know what i'm gonna come out and say this Uh-oh. uh yeah, I'm going to you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Nora saying that her name is XS and Cisco like immediately insulting that name is the maybe the rudest thing I've ever seen on one of these shows. <laughs> oh, I, for, like his, I forgot when he did that. What did he say exactly? He was he like he or I guess I don't name I didn't come up with that one or something right. like uh, Apple did. Best friends children. Ap- That's Ap- why I like the Apple said that he did. got burned with Gridlock because he was yes. like, oh yeah, names are great in the future and then it turned out that he did name Gridlock and he was like, oh, I'm Fortune's fool. Apple came right. up with a nickname. Ugh. Get the new iPhone XS now. Apple did not even yeah. say that. But but y'all, that's going to be it for our listener feedback. We had some more emails, but we just didn't have time to read it because you know we've gone for a while now. But you guys, we I missed this. 
I really miss it, and I'm I'm so, I'm jazzed for the season. Maybe it's yeah. me being 25 that has maybe you know maybe given me some new energy or something like that as an old man, as they say. But you know, I'm I'm ready for the season. I'm ready to see more of of what's going down. And one of the best parts of doing this podcast is hearing from the listeners and the fans. So yeah. guys, thank you so much for list uh, sending out your feedback. If you want, if you want to have your thoughts read. On each episode of the Flash Podcast, just email us to flashpodcast.gmail.com, like Lauren and Rachel did, for example, or you can tweet us at the Flash Podcast, or you can even tweet us individually, and we will, you know, we will bring in the feedback as well. So there you go. But uh, but let's go around the table quickly now and do some plugs. So uh, Andrew, where can we find you on social media and your other projects? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew B. Dice, I think. Wow. I'm rusty, guys. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> and then you can find uh, anything I write at ScreenRant.com. Um, expect a lot of coverage of Batman's genitals. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never thought of where he was going with that. <laughs> the Batwang? The Batwang crisis? The Batwang. Oh, my God. Guys, guys. Hashtag. We got to keep... We gotta keep we got to keep it PG for for just a few more minutes. Uh, Taddy, what about you? You can find me at Marcella's Ear, which is how uh, Andrew Dice never learned to pronounce it. Sorry? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. Ming, Mingacella <laughs> what? Ha, 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 ha. Marcella's Ear on My salad. My salad. My salad ear. Um... <laughs> and Valerie M. Perez on Tumblr. And you can he- read my thoughts about things on the Marvel Report, the Flash Podcast, and with an accent.com. And oh, yeah, and listen to my other podcast. Yeah, they don't go- yeah. Ladies of Gumption. Ladies with Gumption, where we talk about the ladies of DCTV, how much gumption they do or do not possess. And then we just complain about everything for two hours. <laughs> and it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's cathartic, really. Uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at Walker. That's S-W-A-R-Z-S-E-A-W-A-L-K-E-R. You can find my other podcast, Beltway Banthas, the Star Wars and politics podcast covering everything in the intersection of politics and Star Wars. Whatever you can imagine those two intersecting, we cover it. And I am also a blogger for the But Why Though podcast blog. I mentioned a piece I did on the Arrowverse needing more filler. I'm about to have a piece come out about my very complicated feelings about the Aladdin live action. Uh, by the time you, you listen to this podcast, a teaser will have come out. Hopefully my article will also be up. So, you know, those come out concurrently. Yes! I- <laughs> and I would uh, implore uh, listeners to check out the hashtag SWRepMatters on Twitter. It is a celebration advocacy campaign my friends and I do to advocate for more diversity and inclusion in the Star Wars universe. And you can find me on Tynus Podcast. And as I said, we're going to be, we're going to kicking off our new season as well as of this week with season one of Tynus uh, premiering this, uh, well, this Friday on DC Universe. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So, TinyAsPodcast.com and at TinyAsPodcast. Subscribe and listen now. And I'm also a host of the, uh, the channel of the Sabrina Podcast, which is which is part of the Thundercrack Network. So, go to SabrinaPodcast.com, follow at Sabrina underscore podcast, because uh, that show is uh, getting ready to launch, uh, to drop its first season on Netflix. And um, me and Jordan Keeble could not be more stoked for the show, so please check us out. I also run the Marvel Report, uh, so if you are if you love all things Marvel, check us out. Then. And I also write things for that hashtag show and fan cited, and I'm going to be starting up some new st- stuff there on both sides in the coming week or so, so stay tuned. And I help run the, the whole DCC Podcast Network as a whole, so check, check us out there. But uh, but also plugs for the podcast quickly at wizardofflashback.com for all the latest news, photos, trade descriptions, as well as comic reviews from Tatiana and more about The Flash, along with the latest episode of The Flash Podcast. You can also follow The Flash Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. And it's just that simple, at The Flash Podcast. Subscribe to The Flash Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on iTunes... Hit us up with some five-star reviews because that's a great way to uh, support the show and let us know what you enjoy most about it in the Flash TV show. And it really helps other people who are fans of the Flash find the show. So please, please rate us five stars. We accept no less. (laughs) (laughs) You can also listen to the Flash podcast live on the Mix Radio Network, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern via the Mix.fm. Andrew, you want to take this next one? Because I just want to see if you can do it. Follow the entire DC TV podcast network featuring epic podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, classic DC TV shows, Krypton, and the upcoming Titans and Batwoman shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. See Morgan? He didn't even take a breath. Uh- <laughs> I love how this has become my shady Morgan. No, I love Morgan Glenn from Super Radio. I just, it's just, this is a, a running gag we have now. But Andrew, what a Hashtag good- save Morgan. Save Morgan <laughs> from the podcast. And that's strike number two. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And also remember, guys, we do have a T Public store for the DC Podcast Network. So if you want to look awesome as a DC fan and support this amazing network that we have, click in the link in the show notes below, or on our, or or on the link on all the websites that we have for for all these podcasts, and support at the same time while you look amazing. Last but not least, if you have questions, thoughts about the Flash or anything else you want to send us, email us at theflashpodcast at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for this week's episode of The Flash Podcast. Uh, we went a little long, but you know, it's season premiere, so you know, it's tradition for The Flash Podcast. But we're back, so expect us every week and uh, t- talking about this amazing show for its fifth season. But uh, and let's see now if if my tr- if my cardet of host can do this right now as we do our sign-offs. So from all here on The Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B., I'm Tatiana. I'm Swara. And I'm Andrew. And <laughs> I like how it's a question marks. Who Are should, we these people? Who should, who should, <laughs> so who should have been after me and then Tati and then Swara? But that will be that will be done next week. So but until then, have a good one and we'll see you next time on the Flash Bye. Podcast.